Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Constitutionalist. I'm your host, Ammo Dog. Before we get going, please like and subscribe to our channel and get notified anytime another video drops, which we try to do every week. Right now, in Dubai, the UN is having a meeting, a big gathering of figureheads, people that pretend to be smarter than you, to try and uh, come up with ways to make your life miserable in the name of uh, climate change. Now, this isn't anything new. They've been at this for years, claiming that every few years is the end of the world, and then that time passes and they move the goalposts a little more, coming up with more innovative ways to try and tell you why it, why it hasn't happened yet. A handful of people did the right thing, so therefore the planet isn't doomed just yet, but it's going to be, and it's coming. So now... It's always coming. So now they're hanging out in Dubai and they're getting together, coming up with ways, as I said, to, you know, to, 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 disrupt, to disrupt your lives, to make it, to make it a little more miserable than it, than it may already be. And if it isn't, then they can't wait to interject some misery into your life while they continue on going about theirs as if nothing is going on, which there isn't. It's all made up crap. This is not agreed upon science when it comes to the climate folks you can believe what you want and by god if you want to do something to make yourself feel better by recycling or driving an electric car or not eating beef or whatever the case is then more power to you it is a free country and you're free to do that just like i am free to not do any of that if i don't want to so Let's talk about this meeting. Part of that UN agenda is to is to give a big platform to what they call the the Food and Agricultural Organization or FAO. Uh, the FAO they intend to create what they call quote unquote transformative change in the food industry by creating. Well, I'm just going to read it here quote resilient food systems climate action and sustainable agriculture. So to break that down, transformative change, what that is equal to in their mind is limiting or even eradicating altogether any beef consumption. So they want to destroy the beef industry as, as any of us know it. Um, and this again, this is no front page news really. They've been trying to do this you might have heard or remember um, AOC talking about the methane produced by belching and farting cows, for Christ's sake. And they they want to, they, they really want to use that as a driving force to, to eradicate beef from, from our lives. Now again, if you're sitting there going, well, I don't like beef anyway, then that's great, but there's a lot. There's a lot of people that that are that do enjoy it, right, to consume. But then there's also a huge industry of livelihoods where people for generations have raised beef cattle and that is that is their livelihood, that is their source of income. And once again what you have is this this zero thought process, just like when they want to shut down the coal coal mining operations, which they do. That's also part of this uh, UN 
thing they're doing in Dubai. But uh, basically, just like they want to do with the coal, when they when they want to shut down all the plants, there's zero consideration on what's going to happen to the people that have spent their lives digging for coal and working in the factories that produce energy for the country. And uh, so again, it's it's that's a that's a huge amount of of states like where I'm at and in Kentucky and in West Virginia and other places as well. And that's just in this country, never mind the the globe over. And it's the same with the beef industry. So uh, yeah, make no mistake, that's what they're coming after. That's part of 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 this wide wide agenda that they're they're meeting on over there in Dubai. Now, you have uh, what they call the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. That's a, a, a group uh, founded and funded by Michael Bloomberg. And they're, they're in uh, well, well over 100 cities worldwide. But they're also in the United States. And it's a basically it's a global climate group. And like I said, about 100 cities worldwide. And what they want to do is completely, they're another part of it, they want to completely halt all not only meat but dairy consumption. And they want to do this by 2030. Some outrageous goals, you know. What do they want to do instead? So a lot of us, we we are used to our beef. We not everybody's ready to to become a vegan, right? Some people never want to become a vegan, and I'm one of those. So the, what the UN wants you to do is to begin uh, creating your appetite for insects and bugs. And, for, and they also want you to consume some lab-grown meat instead. This is not hyperbole. This is no joke. That's exactly what they want. And this is all in the name of bringing down the, the, the global temperature. Now, before you think that I'm crazy, consider the, the war on the Dutch farmers. In the name of uh, unproven climate change initiatives, the Dutch government plans to take dramatic measures to curb nitrogen and methane emissions. They want to do this by buying out and shutting down livestock farms in the Netherlands. Uh, another option for them would be for the, for the government to over-regulate these ranches and these uh, farms with unachievable laws, unachievable goals, and force them to comply or shut down, in which case uh, a lot of these farms, and this is not a plant, they, they have already initiated this. It is a plan that is ongoing, but Many farmers have already been affected by this. And what it does is it, it, it's forcing these farmers into bankruptcy again with zero thought process for the farmers or their families or the employees that, that work for them. It is a targeted attack on a certain industry without the faintest give a damn for those people that, that work in that industry. Another another example. Let's let's take uh, Sri Lanka. Um, this is in the last couple of years. The climate hysteria has resulted in the government banning nitrogen-enriched fertilizer in that country for crops. So, what do you think happened when they did that? Well, I'm going to tell you what that caused was widespread crop failure. Uh, it caused starvation, which angered the people rightfully so so then it created this civil unrest and protesting and violence and now the 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 country is 
is plunged into this uh, political turmoil and what are the the think tanks and the the brilliant people doing that created all this crap they're doing the exact same thing that they've always done they don't care they don't care that they have destroyed a food source for an entire country now i don't want you to be sitting there thinking that this is people or all of of the government officials within in this case sri lanka doing this no this is a more globalized integrated partnership of people with very bad intentions in mind um now when it comes to to uh the dutch and it comes to places like sri lanka don't kid yourselves the radical members of governments across the globe they got all eyes on this situation um in the u.s alone china's been able to buy up swaths of farmland right uh our government is paying farmers not to farm so where is this food expected to come from that's supposed to sustain this country again there doesn't seem to be any kind of thought process for that it seems to me that it's almost a premeditated i don't want to call it an experiment but it is a pre-planned agenda to poss very possibly be an experiment to get the citizens of this country more dependent on the government than what they already are kind of key to that or an example of that rather let's take the u.s special envoy for climate which is a made-up term for given to the failed presidential candidate john Kerry. what he was doing was going to all these uh, united nations meetings and he's openly admitting that there's a need to drastically reduce the agriculture in the united states and across the world all in the name of climate change so china's buying up thousands hundreds of thousands of acres of american farmland so none of that farmland is being farmed then you have the our government paying farmers not to farm and then with those two things going on you have john Kerry flying all over the world creating a massive carbon footprint if you believe in that sort of thing um they certainly do they certainly preach to you about your carbon footprint while they take theirs and make prints all over the planet but anyway if if china is allowed to buy up all this farmland if our government is paying farmers not to farm and then you have a representative with a made-up term with his frankenstein face being plastered all over the news telling us that we need to seriously reduce farming agriculture in our country what is that what is that that's in addition to that's the farming that's left after farmers are are, are paid to not farm and no no farming is being done on land that china's been allowed to buy now what little there is left to farm john Kerry wants to reduce that in the name of climate change uh <laughs> listen whether it's the uh, the test run or places like the netherlands sri lanka and yes even here in the united states the goal is 
global control under a single government body, uh, governing body. And, and that's simply what it is. That's been the agenda for a while. This, this new world order, this one central banking system, uh, this, the entire uh, globe being controlled by a single governing body, all working in unison to make your life absolutely miserable under the guise of protecting you and looking out for you. It's the same crap they've been doing for a long time. The, the, the idea isn't new. Research the UN's uh, Food and Agriculture Organization, the FAO that I talked about. Do a little research on those guys. Look at their platform, as well as the uh, another UN-backed uh, agenda called Protect Our Planet. These elites, they don't shy away from their intentions whatsoever. They don't shy away from their destructive goals, but what they do shy away from, you'll find, is explaining their means of, of accomplishing those goals. Because when you look at all this, right now they're all suggestions. We highly recommend, we highly suggest that all nations do this. But how long do you think it's going to be before suggestion turns into force? I think that if the UN could, they certainly would. You know, they certainly have a, a an armed military. Now, granted, it is made up of a bunch of uh, soldiers from all nations, but they all wear the same UN. You'll see it on their tanks, uh, on their vehicles. And we're told to believe that that's for the common good. It's for the greater good. But who's to say that these UN armed soldiers can't uh, go the way of forcing us to comply with whatever agenda it whatever agenda that this heavily funded radical crazies uh, come up with I mean we don't know and I don't I don't think we should put it that far out of our minds I mean, you do what you want, but I'd be keeping my eye on and my ear to the ground on a lot of this. So when it comes to thinking whether or not they would force this, I don't, that, that's where that each and every one of us, not just in, again, not just in this country, but the world over, are going to have a, a, a very important decision before us all. When When is enough enough? It's great if you want, again, it's all about freedom freedom of choice if you want to go out and buy an electric vehicle if you want to stop eating meat then so be it but if you don't you should not feel villainized at all if you choose to not if you choose to continue driving your gas vehicle you should have that option that option should not be taken away from you you should not be made to 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 feel shunned or or guilty believe I don't feel guilty whatsoever but I know that there's people out there that do and they would walk a mile around a confrontation before engaging one and I respect people like that but uh, on the opposite spectrum you'll have people and you've seen it you see it on the news all the time you see it on on on, on YouTube on people taking uh, their own videos of, of the outrageous screaming matches that are going on if you simply don't follow the herd. What I would suggest, and I previously mentioned it on this show, is that you start raising your own vegetables. 
even your own livestock. Now, I know many of you probably aren't in the position to do that, but I bet you might know someone who is. And it would be worth paying them a little money to raise a hog or raise a cow or a goat or whatever it is, or a few chickens, and say, hey, you raise this animal, I'm going to help pay for it, and I'll even come and help. And when it comes time to processing that animal, then you fill your own freezer with meat from what you have helped to raise. You grow your own garden, and you can your own vegetables. Because I'm telling you, doing something like that, if we all were to... to to consider doing something like that, it is, it is those kind of actions that, uh, even on a very small scale, but when that small scale is replicated, the country and the world over, then it can send their, their global agenda into a tailspin. Again, every one of you are way more powerful than this UN body that knows no bounds on, on, on their radical ideas and what they, they intend to do. And they'll tell you, they'll tell you exactly what they, they, tend, they intend to do. But resist, you know, resist and refuse to be forced into registering your garden as this government in this country would like for you to do. They want to know. They want to know how much you're producing. It's none of their business. But yet there are attempts to pass laws or strong-arming people to, to register their gardens to tell the government what you're growing and how much of it. But I'm just going to tell you that the the more self-sufficient you are, the better off you are, both in health and in wisdom. And uh, no matter how much the government hates it, and hate it they do, and I'll tell you, the reason that they hate it so much is because it destroys their overall goal of more and more control over your life and dependency on the government and hopefully the plummeting numbers of, uh, of President Biden will uh, will usher in a second Trump administration. And I think the first thing he should do is is withdraw the UN. I mean, excuse me, is withdraw the U.S. from uh, the useless UN. And uh, I know he's he's talked of doing that before when he was in office. And I just hope that if he can get in there, or whoever gets in there, can take a good hard look. Because I think the United States is one of the, the biggest donators to that stupid organization. And we really need to rethink that. We just need the right person in there to have the the guts to say, you know what, what what's the UN really done? They haven't made my life any easier. If anything, when I read their openly available agendas, it sounds horrible. You know, I, I don't understand what the means are to, to send people into suffering and turmoil. Well, I kind of do. Because when you do that, when they're at their wit's end, when they feel they have no place to go or no way to provide for themselves, when they can't help themselves, guess who steps in? I'll help you. Come on. That's all going to be okay. Let me help you. Yeah. Now, uh, the UN's outrageous policies, they're, well, they're not policies yet, the outrageous agenda, and so, like we talked about, some of them are already taking place, they're to be followed by you, not them, by the way. Even as the uh, COP or the COP28 
forum is is taking place in Dubai as we speak, where a large part of their agenda is is planning to eradicate things like the beef industry and agriculture, the meals that they're having right now, guess what they consist of? That expensive uh, Wagyu or Wagyu, whatever it's called, that steak. It consists of uh, beef barbecue and beef hamburger, gourmet hamburgers. So see, they they don't... (laughs) You can't make this stuff up, man. It's it's crazy. They again, they lecture you on your carbon footprint while creating the largest carbon footprint that there is. Uh, they tell you you have to drive electric cars while they get chauffeured around in giant SUVs. They demand that you stop flying all over the country. You need to you need to really find other alternate ways of transportation while they fly on their private jets all over the globe in the name of global warming. <laughs> if it wasn't so ridiculous, it would be hilarious. But it is it 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 is ridiculous, but it it's far from hilarious. These are real things. These, these again, we've talked about it before whether it's our government or other organized strange UN heads of state meeting they take you for absolute idiots. They do. They think you're so stupid that you're just simply not going to know any better. You know, yet, or, or that even if you do know better, you, you will fall in line with the rest of the sheep. That's what they want. You know, these people are globalist elitists. And they want their, uh, their insane agenda to destroy you while they shield themselves from their their very own regulations and policies and agendas. Again, I've mentioned it before, rules for for thee and not me, and that's exactly what this is. So what can you do, though? You know, what, what can you do to combat that? A lot of people will do just what I did, get the hell out of the cities, and they move to the countries, they move to the mountains, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. I was watching a, an interview that... that Tucker Carlson did with Alex Jones, and I know a lot of people got opinions about Alex Jones, but one of the things he was saying is that uh, he understands, and I, Lord, I did it, I know, Do you get the hell out of the city, take your family, move to the country, grow your own stuff, that's what I'm doing, you know, raising a few chickens, uh, raising gardens, canning, preserving, uh, having free-range eggs, it's just a little bit less of a dependency on finding things at the store, I, it just feels good for me to do it, and it feels right. But what uh, Jones was talking about is that uh, when we all do that, you're abandoning the city and all its infrastructures to the people that drove you out in the first place. And they didn't drive you out physically. It's, it's I understand you made up your own mind to do it, just like I did. But the fact of the matter is, we we're getting the hell out of the cities, and we're moving to us and our families to the country while the infrastructure in the large this is more of a greater part of the agenda but uh the infrastructure uh, within the cities are taken over by the by the left the the crazies and uh then they while we flee the, the sheep will remain is what i'm saying and because because these folks because there's so much division in this country right now and the ones that are easily moldable are the ones that are going to stay behind. They're going to f- they're going to fall in line, 
they're going to be the sheeple that remain and they're going to be convinced that guess where the enemy is the the enemy is rural america rural america is who our government can't control they can't control those people they they know they can't so they got to get rid of them they got to do something about it this is i'm not trying to say it's happening right now but if you i think each and every one of you have to know that something is on the horizon. Something's not right. Something's different than, than 10, 20 years ago, if you're old enough. I just feel that, the, you know, like Joan said, I agree with him, that the enemy is going, the, what's going to be called the enemy is going to be rural America that the government can't control, and they're going to come for you one way or the other. I just, I, I agree with him, and I, I felt that way for a while, so... Ear to the ground and be prepared. Uh, whatever whatever that means for you, and by come for you, I don't I don't necessarily mean that. Uh, but you never know. You know that they'll 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 come with you know violence, uh, guns or whatever you want to call it. But they may try to eradicate you in other ways. You know. So anyway, it's just something to 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 have in the forefront of your mind. Be prepared. As always, look, the largest test of control was COVID, okay? The, the test was to see if they could control you, if they could alter or take away your rights, and it was successful. Those that perpetrated the COVID uh, craziness, they shut down our country, they closed our schools, they forced you to wear cloth over your mouth, they changed the, the rules in the ninth inning, Constantly, and, and, and the majority of people in this country did exactly what they were told when they were told. They had you believing that that mask in front of your face was, was saving your life and that these vaccines, they all but for That was another thing. Can I force people to put something in their body by way of injection and yes they can because so many people flock to that and people are still getting covid that it <laughs> it's an ineffective vaccine that people were forced to get whether they wanted to or not never forget biden going on air and staring you in your face going her patience is wearing thin i remember that said it angrily I still never got that damn vaccine and I never will. But those that have felt pressured to do so, I know a handful of them that, that did and they had regret. I hate it for you, but uh, God willing, everything's going to be okay. Uh, I, most everyone that I know that had the vaccine got COVID two, three, four times later. And, oh God, it's a different variant. And so you got to keep getting these boosters for what? It's not doing anything but it sure put billions in people's pockets, none of which are you and I. Another earlier test was uh, was 9-11. You know, after 9-11, when the, uh, the ability to, uh, to spy on other Americans by way of uh, FISA and the Patriot Act, it's, it's framed to look like everything is, is for your benefit, for your protection, but we're the target. And I don't think there should be any... Uh, qualms about uh, what their what their intentions are here you and me are the target it's control and those of you who resist who who question their their unchecked authority 
Those are the ones that they're looking to root out, which is me. And I know many of you. The deep state has been very careful and deliberate in conditioning Americans, but not just any Americans. You know, it's, they're waiting on, on the, uh, the, the generation of patriots to die off. Your, your World War II folks, your, your Vietnam folks, those that had a very large uh, population of, of, of American pride and, and, and patriotism. They're waiting on those to, to die off, and sadly they are. And there's this new generation of easily influenced, lazy Americans, and they're here, and they're voting, <laughs> and they're, they're being brainwashed or programmed in your, in your colleges and on film and on television and in, in books that you read and what's wrong is, is right and what's right is wrong. And, and again, they can vote and they love that. So all of us with, with, with even a, a, a small amount of, of patriot blood running in our veins, we're the enemy. And while the natural inclination is to run and avoid conflict, I, I, there's going to come a time when, when, when hiding is no longer feasible. And, it's, and I don't mean hiding like you're cowards. That's not what I mean. I mean doing what I'm doing, <laughs> running off to the mountains and for, or, or, or the countryside and protecting you and your own and just kind of looking for something a little more simple. God knows there's nothing in the world wrong with that. But my point is, is that there's, there's going to come a time when if, in fact, rural America is targeted and they, they finger quotes in the air here, they go after rural America. Well, you've already left what would be coming to you. So moving again and relocating again is no longer feasible. It's going to come to a point where it's no longer feasible. Our, our, our principles as Americans, our, our constitutional rights and, uh, and a tyrannical government, they're going to compel us to act just as our, our, our patriot and ancestors uh, were compelled to act. The, the question is, is which side are you going to be on when that happens? Something is coming, folks, and I know you feel it, and I know you know it. Find and seek those fellow patriots out. Prepare and plan and pray it doesn't come to violence. But if it were to, then you need to be on the prepared end or know someone who is because, look, a lot of folks that, you know, they take all that time to prepare and they get laughed at along the way. Oh, they're preppers. They don't know what, you know, they're, they're crazies. But they tend to be the first one that everyone uh, goes to. And they may or may not stick a hand out and be there for you. So, um, and again, look, I'm not talking about wearing animal skins and running through the jungle or the woods like a crazy person. I'm just simply saying, stock up on certain things. Learn how to do certain things. Get outside your comfort zone because you just, you, you never know. And I pray to God I'm wrong on all of this. You know, I don't take any joy even even considering stuff like this. It's just kind of sad to me that that some you know a little over two hundred years ago, we're we as a nation are fighting another country for our independence to get away from tyranny. And in all that time, 
I just feel like what have we learned if anything we've we've regressed and and now the tyranny isn't some other faraway country it is it is our country and uh, the control that they want to exert over us that is anything but American any all we know to be American it's anything but that so to me it's uh, the the only the only alternative, the only thing to do is to simply prepare. And uh, if you're unable to, like I said before, if you're unable to, uh, anybody should be able to have the space to grow a square foot gardening, grow your own garden. But uh, if you don't have the space or you're in a inner city where you can't have animals or whatever, get to know people. Look online. They're, they're out there, you know. Uh, or even if you can't garden, it's a community garden isn't far. But uh, I'm pretty sure that most people can garden right where they're at. And that's what you should do. Just do just start off small, but do enough to sustain you. If anything, it'll offset some cost in your life. The Lord knows we could all use that. At any rate, I appreciate you listening. I, I am going to cut it short from here. And um, we talk about these things for a reason. I don't, I don't want anybody to be frightened or scared. Um, I know sometimes we we can't help but be but be when we when we turn on our, our, our televisions and we see what's going on in the world. Um, I don't think we should shy away from it because we need to be informed. But uh, I think we need to our re, our reaction needs to be preparation. If you believe something is off and is not right, then it's probably the case. So if you're starting to see these reports and they're making you uncomfortable, again, you, you don't don't shut down and clam up and cease to function instead you live your life that's we're americans that's what we do but there's nothing wrong with a little prep work and uh if you never need it hey fine but if you do then you're ready so short of that guys i i don't really have anything else um on my mind anyway keep your head on a swivel look out for one another be proud to be an American, but be willing to preserve it. I know I am. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this nation. I'm thankful for for the things that I have, albeit they might be little things, but they're my things. And uh, I love my family. I love my country. I loved uh, serving my country. And when I do things like this, I feel like I'm still serving my country. So reach out. You want to drop a line, drop a comment on the uh, on the channel, then that would be great. If you, we also do this as a podcast. We can find the podcast wherever wherever you get them from. And that's where we're at. So at any rate, thank you very much for your time and attention. We holidays are rapidly coming on us, so hope everybody can. Uh, hope it doesn't break everybody. Break everybody's bank like it's doing me right now. But uh, I got a whole bunch of grandbabies to uh, to make sure are taken care of. And Lord knows we love each and every one of them. And we love each and every one of you. Take care of yourselves. Look out for one another again. Keep the powder dry and stick together. Y'all take care. Happy holidays. I'll talk to you soon. Till next time. <laughs>